Good morning, good afternoon, good night everybody, wherever you are, and welcome to the second episode of our new series, Talk Economics to Me. Our aim is to engage with, educate, and explain key aspects of economics. Last time, we discussed public goods and common resources. In this episode, I'll be discussing merit goods. Now sit back, relax, and let me talk economics to you. First of all, what are merit goods? Well, when consumers have sparse or imperfect information about a certain good, they may not be able to appropriately value the good as a result. If the market does not convey the full benefits of the good, consumers are likely to underinvest in it. These types of goods are termed merit goods. The benefits to the consumer may occur sometime in the future, while the consumer is asked to pay now. Merit goods are an example of an intertemporal choice problem in economics, where decisions made today can affect individuals in the future. Here is a very simple example of such a problem. Imagine it's a sunny day and you want to go outside for a walk. Should you take an umbrella in case it rains, even though it's sunny outside? Say you do take the umbrella, and then it rains not too long after. While the coat didn't benefit you at the time you decided to take it, it still did benefit you in the long run. On a wider scale, merit goods such as education and health might be under-consumed if left to the market and so the state can step in to provide services which benefit people socially as well as privately. Most of you listening to this podcast are currently enrolled in university. You've made the choice to invest in your future by getting a bachelor's degree to get a job doing what you enjoy while also giving you a higher salary in return. However, currently, you have no idea of precisely how getting your degree will benefit you in the long run. For this reason, some of your peers have decided not to go to university. On the other hand, going to college also provides social benefits. A better educated workforce is more likely to be productive, and if a workforce is more productive, standard of living tends to be higher. Also, if you get a higher paying job, you pay more taxes, creating more revenue for the government which allows them to provide more services to benefit society. When it comes to health, few people are in the position to judge whether they need healthcare and insurance. If people had to pay for their own healthcare, insurance and pension, they would tend to underconsume these services. For young people especially, they feel healthy and find it hard to conceive what it might be like to be ill or how much they will need when they retire. The same is true for saving for the next 30 to 40 years to fund a pension the benefit of which is too far in the future to be of much relevance to them now. The state can intervene to make sure that goods of merit are being provided by forcing individuals and firms to contribute to pension schemes and by providing healthcare free at the point of use through taxes. In both of these cases, one could argue that it is not ideal for individuals to judge the benefits of consumption. Now that I have explained what a merit good is, let me explain the concept of demerit goods. Not all products which we consume are good for us. Demerit goods have the distinctive feature of being overconsumed if left to the market. In contrast with a merit good, the consumption of demerit goods has social and private costs, which the consumer does not take into consideration. For example, if a driver drinks an excessive amount of alcohol, drives and crashes into an innocent bystander, the actions of the driver have negatively impacted society. The same is true for smoking. The smoker may be aware of the health risk they are taking, but if they smoke in public, they are disadvantaging others in the form of passive smoking. Furthermore, 
Consuming these goods may make it more difficult to give up smoking or drinking, as the consumption of these goods is often associated with addiction. As well as the private costs associated with these goods, there are also social costs. On a societal level, treating patients with alcohol and tobacco-related diseases costs the healthcare system a substantial amount on preventable diseases. In addition, alcohol consumption is cited as a cause of antisocial behaviour, and resources needed to deal with these problems represent a cost on society. For example, police must divert resources to violent crimes that arise from excessive drinking. Therefore, there is a need for the state to tax products to reduce their consumption. That's it for this episode. Hopefully, you'll tune in to the next one.